Hello everyone. Welcome to the Yukon Internal Medicine Ambulatory Podcast Series. In this podcast, we will talk about the diagnosis of type 2 diabetes mellitus in adults. Our goal is to summarize the clinical presentation, diagnosis, and initial evaluation of a patient with diabetes. Number one, the clinical presentation. Type 2 diabetes mellitus occurs due to a relative insulin deficiency related to insulin resistance as well as progressive loss of insulin secretion. Patients initially may be asymptomatic. However, the classic symptoms of hyperglycemia including polydipsia, polyuria, polyphagia, blurred vision, and weight loss can eventually occur. Patients may present with severe complications of diabetes such as diabetic ketoacidosis or hyperosmolar hyperglycemic state. Number two, diagnostic criteria. One can classify patients with hyperglycemia as pre-diabetic or diabetic. Pre-diabetes is defined as one, a fasting plasma glucose level between 100 and 125 milligrams over deciliter, two, a glycated hemoglobin or hemoglobin A1c level between 5.7 to 6.4%, and three, a two-hour plasma glucose tolerance test between 140 and 199 milligrams over deciliter. Diabetes is defined as one, a fasting plasma glucose level of 126 or above, two, a hemoglobin A1c of 6.5% or above, three, a plasma glucose tolerance test of 200 milligrams over deciliter or above, and a fourth option will occur when a patient presents with symptoms of hyperglycemia plus a random glucose level of 200 milligrams over deciliter. Who should be tested for type 2 diabetes mellitus? The American Diabetes Association or ADA recommends screening for type 2 diabetes in all asymptomatic adults above 45 years old and adults of any age with a BMI of more than 25 or more than 23 if Asian Americans and who have one or more diabetes risk factors including physical inactivity, first degree relative with diabetes, high risk race or ethnic group, women who delivered a baby more than 9 pounds or were diagnosed with gestational diabetes, high density lipoprotein cholesterol less than 35 or a triglyceride level more than 250 hypertension more than 140 over 90, conditions associated with insulin resistance such as uh, severe obesity, acanthosis, nigricans, polycystic ovarian syndrome, and cardiovascular disease history. The American Association of Clinical Endocrinologists considers other risk factors including non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, the use of antipsychotic therapy for schizophrenia or severe bipolar disorder, chronic glucocorticoid exposure, and sleep disorders in the presence of a glucose intolerance, which includes obstructive sleep apnea, chronic sleep deprivation, or working night shifts. For all other patients, testing should begin at age 45. If results are normal, testing should be repeated at a minimum of three-year intervals, but this could be shorter depending on the patient's clinical situation. The ADA also recommends considering screening for type 2 diabetes using validated tools such as the ADA risk test to determine the need for further diagnostic workup. Finally, the ADA included more recommendations in 2021 for the use of point-of-care hemoglobin A1c tests 
and checking a fasting glucose test in patients with HIV who are about to start antiretroviral therapy. If a diagnosis of diabetes is established, it is recommended to perform other laboratory tests such as renal and liver function, lipid profile, and a urine albumin to creatinine ratio. We will cover the management of diabetes in the next episode. Thank you for listening.